Discovery Radio Talks. The man, I put it on silent. Okay. You're in 5 4. It's on. <coughs> hmm? We can start. 5 4 <laughs> 3 2 1. <clears throat> and do the clap. Action. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another episode of Scopia Radio Talks. I am your host, Mr. Foxtail. Today, I am sitting down with a platinum selling artist, multi-award winning artist. Uh, she goes by the name of Shakaina. How are you doing? Good. You said it correctly. <laughs> How are you doing? Where you from? I'm uh, good. How are no, you? I'm good. I'm just, as I said, as you said, um, yeah, fuck, the nerves are just doing me dirty this today. Chair also. Yes, the chair as well. <laughs> fuck. Fucking hell. But before we start, those that may not know you, where are you from? Who are you? What do you do? Um, my name is Shekina. Okay. I'm from Durban. I am a singer, songwriter. Um, yeah, that's me. Shaka, you're from Durban. I mean, that last time I, I thought you were from Johannesburg. Johannesburg, yeah, directly. Durban, city, yeah, a lot. A, I mean, a lot of artists that you bump up into in Joburg are actually from Joburg, mm-hmm. and then it's a family thing where families from Durban or some shit. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But before we start, here's a beginner question, right? Who is Shekina? Wow. Who is Shekina? That is um, an intense question. Um, she is uh, a young woman on earth um, in South Africa uh, doing the best she can to be uh, a leader in her space. Damn, and how was your thing? I mean, you're already a leader, fully. I feel like you are a leader in terms of even the pop um, scene. But how was your upbringing like? I mean, Right now, compared to where you are, it's like, okay, she, she was good. She was going great. Yeah. But how was your upbringing like, your childhood? I had a really cool childhood. Um, I was blessed to have a unique childhood. Um, I grew up with a lot of different people. Um, I didn't grow up in one particular culture. Um, I grew up amongst lots of different people. Um, and I had a lot of fun. So a diverse background. Yeah, a very diverse background. I had a lot of fun. Um, I was a kid, you know. <laughs> I played aerobikes. Um, what? But yeah. What's aerobikes? What? What's, what? what's aerobikes? No, like normal bikes. Oh, I'm thinking of something else. It's crazy. I was a kid, you know? Makes sense. Now, with all the fun and enjoying being a kid, um, let's go back to like 2011 and 2012. Mm-hmm. When you were young, and you got the opportunity to be an idol. So I mean, 2011, it was, um, I think, top, top 36 or top 32, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then 2012, you're part of the top six. Yeah. How's that like? Being in high school or being in school in general? I don't know if you're in high school. I was in high school. Shit, that's fire. Crazy. Crazy. Being on idols, how's the whole experience like? Um, it was great. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, I think if I didn't go to idols, um, I wouldn't have known what I wanted to do with my life. I think I would have ended up doing musical theater or, or something else. But idols really pushed me to live performance. Yeah. Shit. Now, you, I hear you mentioning live performance, right? And those that may, know, they may, that may not know, right? You studied something, but yeah. what did you formally study? Formerly studied live performance. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing live performance on growing up. Um, yes, I've always done live performance. I think since since I was 
since primary school. So yeah. And how has that like impacted? I mean, based on you going to formally study live performance and being exposed to the scene at such a young age, yeah. how has it impacted how you compose your live performances I think, to your fans? I think it's done a lot for me. Um, I think it's given me a lot of discipline okay. because it's something that I've always done. I've always done a show, whether it was a school show or um, a church show or a musical theatre piece. Uh, I think if I didn't have that background, I yeah, I think I would, I would be a lot like more wild, but um, doing all of that at a young age really, really disciplined me, I think. Yeah. That's fire. Now we, I mean, you're talking about discipline, we move over to like the times, should I say 2016? Was okay. it 2016 when Skepta came into the country? Yeah, 20, was it 2016? I think it was, wow. I think it was 2016, bro. It was 20, it's definitely t either 2016 or 2017. Maybe. Now, mid-2017. No, maybe it was 2016. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. That's bizarre. But how is it like opening up for such a major act? I mean, at that time, <laughs> there was a lot of demand for grime music yeah. in Africa as a whole. How is it like opening up for such a major artist? You know, I sometimes forget that I opened up for Skepta. What? Um, so you literally just reminded me. Um, but I think, amazing. Like, I've had beautiful opportunities. Um, in my career uh, and I've gotten to, to open up for a lot of international acts and I just feel blessed, do you know what I mean? Um, you what you mean? Yeah. What other acts have you opened up for? Um, I've opened up for, I performed with Jason Derulo. What? Where was this? In Kenya, at Coke Studio. No shit. Um, I opened up for John Legend. Tony Braxton. What? Tony Braxton at the Dome. Was it at the Dome? At the Dome. I think it was at the Dome. She, there was a time when she came, what, like three I years remember. ago? Shit. Yeah, and Ed Sheeran. How did those gigs come about, bruh? By the grace of God. <laughs> and hard work. And hard work. Yeah. Now, I mean, with that being said, you went over to opening for opening up for major creatives and I know I already touched on the idols thing but what opportunities has it opened up for you when you were still in high school mm -hmm. after appearing or making appearances mm -hmm. uh, multiple times on idols um, I think it just uh, introduced me to an audience I think South Africa my South African audience didn't know me until then so idols are so beautiful because it puts you on the map yeah Damn. now I mean, years later, we go to 2017. I don't know if people are keeping track of this. 2016 to 2017 right now. We're in 2017. Not was 2017, because remember you had already dropped, um, please, mister. Really? Mm -mm. That, that's what you performed. And then oh, you, wow. you also then your po your performed suited for each other. Did yeah, I? yeah, you performed yeah, that yeah, as well, as part of your set. So I presume it was mid, mid 2017, because um, didn't your album drop early? Yeah, it dropped early. It dropped early 2017 now. <laughs> but speaking about Rose Gold, what is the creative process um, behind the album like? Oh, Rose Gold, uh, what is the creative process? Yeah. Uh, school helped me a lot. Um, third year, um, had to write 40, 40 songs or something. What? Right? We the heck? Hand, we, had to write, we had to write a whole lot of songs and then hand in demos and then make an album. 
and um, I didn't use any of the songs from Rose Gold on my school album, but it like really put me in the in the swing of like making a new song every day. Um, and in that period, the songs that I made were Please Mister, Rose Gold, Into the Jungle, Suited. So Power to She. I think if I hadn't gone to school, I would, I would have never like gotten into the swing of writing songs every day. Um, so that's how it started, and I think the year after college, mm -hmm. I didn't have anything to do. I graduated, so I just spent the year finishing the album, making the album. That's fire. And and it was difficult, but I did it. Yeah. Damn, you made one heck of a stellar project. I wouldn't even lie. For a debut project, you you did something. Yeah, you did something amazing. Now, I mean, you moved from being an independent artist solely to signing a deal with Sony, per se. How did the deal come about and how has it impacted you as an artist? Um, so I've always, I think the first few songs that I released, maybe Back to the Beach, Let You Know, Your Eyes, those were, I didn't have a label at the time. Mm -hmm. And then with Rose Gold, I signed before I finished the before I finished the album, and I think I didn't really know what I was doing, um, but I knew that I needed support and help. Makes sense. Um, and my journey with Sony ever since has just been great. Like you know, I I I I am independent in the sense that um, I license my work to them. Fire. But I still have their support, which is which is amazing. Um, I still do encourage people to to try and be as independent as possible. Um, but if you need help from a major, there's some really cool labels out there. Damn. So okay, please break down a licensing deal. How does that work? <laughs> That's not a problem, right? How does that work? Um. So the licensing deal means you make the music. You record the music, okay. you pay for the making of the music, you pay for the recording of the music, um, and then they own like a percentage for a certain amount of time. Um, <coughs> sorry. That's not a problem. <laughs> um, yeah, so essentially uh, they just work as a distributor. Oh. Um, so they distribute your music for you. <coughs> um, but for a percentage? Yes. You don't, you don't pay? You don't pay. You don't pay, but they, they, you split the field, you split the money with them. That's smart, as opposed to back then. I mean, a lot of artists were screwed over back then, where it was more or less, sometimes I'm like, yo, dude, you know how much it costs to, for us to manufacture CDs? Yeah. Market you onto tours internationally, yeah. it's expensive. It is expensive. Flipping expensive. Now, after the release of your album, you completed it, you dropped it in 2017. You went over to do amazing things with winning awards. What was your soul reaction when you started getting nominated for awards? Jeez, I, I couldn't believe I was getting nominated for awards. Um, Why? <laughs> I mean, the everything presentation. Everything is like unreal. Every day is like wow, you know. It's like you're living your dream. So I think it's it gets to a place where it's overwhelming or confusing. Um, okay. Continue. Sorry. Um, yeah, so winning awards is cool. <laughs> winning awards is cool. Um, 
There's still so many more awards I want, so we'll see. Like which one? Which one are you aiming for the most right now? Um, I want a BET, because we don't have BET. <laughs> You'll get it, don't worry. Thank you. Worry. Okay, don't I'm going to get it, right? You will get it. Are you sure? 100%. Okay. Is this, is this prophetic? A prophetic word? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've been watching Manifest. So I have been watching Manifest. I hope so it's a prophetic word. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be ET, um, and who are your main dream collaborators, like people you want to collaborate with, um, right internationally? Dream, internationally, uh, The Weeknd, SZA, Olivia Rodrigo. I don't know who that is. I you don't know who that is? Oh, she's near. She's very young. So many. Everyone. What about Doja Cat? Doja. Doja. Okay, I've been listening to Doja since 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 like since 2014. Oh my gosh. Since she had 14 people on her live. What? And now we all know that Doja Cat has the most people on her lives. Um, I've been a Doja fan forever. So you collaborate with her? Yeah, I would like to. Shit. Now, after that, you won. I don't know, but you won. You won six awards, right? If I'm not mistaken, 17 nominations, right? Um, how has that also impacted you understanding the value of your music? Ooh, what a beautiful question. Um, I guess I realized that my music is respected and my work is respected. Um, and I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate it. That's all. <laughs> now you went on after that. You went on to like after 2017 or 2018, you went on a hiatus because of health concerns, right? How did that break from the music space kind of assist with you um, regaining yourself? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mental health as well. How has that kind of like impacted that sick for yourself per se and self value? Uh, it was amazing because I think in that time that I, I think I've been releasing music. Um, I've been putting music on radio since 2014-15 and I felt like it was cool to just chill for a bit and not like consistently be in everyone's ear first of all. Um, Secondly, I got the opportunity to work on another aspect of music and that was festival curating Um, and we did Rose Fest. So that, that planning was the whole of 2018 and 2019. Um, those things don't just pop up. True. Um, so it got, it gave me time to explore other avenues um, in music. And then in terms of personal, um, I think when you become an artist, you focus so much on being the artist that you really leave yourself as a person behind. So um, I think those two years gave me time to catch up with myself and be like, hey, it's me, this is me as a person. Um, <coughs> excuse me. This is me as a person. This is where I was. Um, and try and meet the two, like, because you, you leave yourself behind a bit. And um, 
Yeah, I just wanted to bring myself up to speed with where we were. Yeah. Um, so it was nice. I think I enjoyed those two years a lot. Coming back into music, I think, was... Re oh, and I had surgery. Oh, had vocal what? surgery. How did that, how, what, what, what was affected? Um, I had nodules oh, and shit. I had my tonsils oh. removed. Shit. So I couldn't sing for three months or like really talk for three months. Dad. Um, but that was cool. It got sorted. Um, but yeah, coming back to music like wasn't natural. Mm -hmm. It was weird. Um, and it felt very forced. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you feel like? It felt it forced. forced. How? I feel like because people now have expectations and now you're not making oh, music shit. because you love making music. You're making it's music because you want a radio smash. Is that why you took long? Yeah, that's why I took long because I didn't want to release anything just because I had to. I wanted to release because I wanted to and because I was happy with what we, what I what I'd done. Um, and by the time I managed to finish that only last year, I was super happy. Um, and I think that is my proudest moment was finishing that album. Now, you mentioned Rose Fest. What inspired mm -hmm. Rose Fest? Rose Fest was inspired by doing so many shows for five years where I was maybe one out of two girls on the lineup. Shit, too high. Yes. What? So I wanted to bring women to the forefront of festivals mm -hmm and have a lineup that was majority woman, um, if not only woman. Okay. Um, and I just wanted to give females visibility. So not only did we have um, an all-female um, lineup, we also had all-female team, sure. female security. Um, we tried to female health. health. Mm -hmm. um, we tried to put the top leading women, female sound engineers. Sure. Um, we just wanted to put women in the forefront, um, and I think we will continue to try and do that. That's making history, because I mean, we don't see, we don't really see much festivals with female artists on the lineup. It's mostly males. Hundred percent. Being realistic, I mean, looking at it, 100%. you attend a party. A party has a bunch of male artists, and maybe one female artist is probably performing either at the beginning of the show or last. It's really, really hectic. Now with the name. What did the name? What was the name source like? Does it have any significance no. to your personal life in some sort of way? Um, not really. I think it stemmed from rose gold. Um, I wanted to keep the idea of being a rose and the so symbolism true. of a rose. So I was just like, you know, women are roses, um, and this is our festival, and I want to give women their roses and their flowers and while they can still smell them, you know. Yeah, so that was really the concept behind the name. And yeah, it's my baby. That's fine. And our challenge wise, I'm sure it's not easy. You said two years of planning of yeah, just the it's event. It's not alone. easy to throw a festival guys. What were the challenges Whew. bro? What are the challenges? <laughs> everything was a challenge. Absolutely everything was a challenge. Like what? Everything. Everything. From sourcing finding a venue Finding okay, finding sponsorship, okay. finding funding to throw a festival, mm -hmm. um, getting people to believe in your vision and your sure. dream. It's it's the first time it's ever been done. So will it sure. be successful? Mm. Are people gonna put sure. their name behind it? Are artists gonna wanna be involved and support you? Mm -hmm. um, 
everything was a challenge. Finding a venue. And you did it in Nazareth, right? Yeah, we did it in Nazareth. <laughs> that was big. It was huge and beautiful. I'm sure the budget was just crazy. The budget was wild, and I was very broke. <laughs> but I mean, the ROI was matched. ROI. Was did it? ROI was amazing. That's good, that's good, that's good. Now, the vision, will we be seeing the rise of real space in 2022? Or is it like a thing of... Manifest that for me, I <laughs> Manifest Rose Fest 2022, please. Now let's hope it, it comes into, into the making because it's been like two years since yeah. it has happened. Since it's been outside. You, you yeah. did a virtual, yeah, virtual edition virtual last year? From last Minnesota? year, yeah. Then last year, last year as well, right? Yeah, not, was it, no, it wasn't last year, the year before. Last year was 2021, right? Was it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was. Yes, guys. Yeah, so in 2020. It was, it was. 2020, okay. we did virtual. And then last year, what did we do last year for us first? She opened something. There has to be something open. <gasps> well, you didn't do anything last year. You lied. No, y'all did a campaign for GBV. Did yes, you that? yes, we did. Um, we joined with um, Embrace Project. Oh, yeah? The Embrace Project, really cool um, ladies that are um, trying to fight GBV. But uh, as you guys know, the fight is for men. But We'll, we'll encourage you guys to join it if you want to. Um, but yeah, we joined with Embrace Project um, on a GBV campaign. Okay. That's what we did. That's what we did last year. Um, and this year we're hoping to go back outside. Oh, man. But everything seems to be falling back into structure. Do you think so? Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, okay, how I see it, right? I mean, we're seeing how the likes of Cotton Face are coming into play. Yes. And I'm sure Rockin' the Daisies is slowly going to also um, Daisies come rise back. up as well, same. So, everything is slowly falling into play because I feel like the only thing that was killing us was more or less of the trying to find a solution to the virus. I mean, last year we tried doing everything virtually, but let's be realistic, was it working? Oh, virtual. Is it the way it's not? It's like saying, yo, watch a party from the comfort of your home. It's not the same. Virtual, but. I don't know. I don't know if I'm born for the digital age. I need to see people. My baby saw people even watching um, events via um, via television because I know they were doing that whole thing on Channel O as well last year. Oh, lockdown house party lockdown was dope though. Was in, okay, what was that like? Not what? many, not many. Though. You didn't vibe it? Nah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel the vibe. I thought it was dope. Nah, I didn't, I, I didn't feel the vibe. For me, it was more or less of okay, sub episodes per se. Okay, I like this episode. I like that episode, but. Not all the time, because I feel like for me, it's, it's like, okay, we're trying to bring the party home, but at the same time, it's just not the same. You want that feel of, yo, I want to be outside. You know, that whole festival vibe of being outside and partying, it's the way, bruh. I hear you. But lockdown's party was dope. I think it was the best thing. A lot of other online vibes were tricky mm-hmm. but lockdown house party was dope i feel like you could put it on and like have friends not friends not, not have friends over but like the people that you stay with you could have a good friday evening so there was something interesting about being inside makes sense. I, mean, mm. I guess for me maybe i was just missing the outside too much 
you know? But you like things, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm more, I, I want to be involved and stuff, man. I mean, like, tapping back into the festival, what opportunities would you say has your festival created for the youth and obviously outside of the youth as well? I think what it's done is it's allowed female youth to dream big. Um, and I think that's the most important thing. It's given um, women visibility. Uh, it's important for young girls to see themselves um, and feel represented. Okay. And I think that's the biggest takeaway I can hope people get when they attend festival, when they see anything that I do in my career. I want them to be inspired okay. and to know that they can also do the same, if not more. Um, so that's kind of what I'm hoping people take away from the festival. But what it did for me, mm -hmm. um, I'm asking myself my own question. <laughs> what it did for me was um, it allowed me to um, form a closer relationship with the artists, the female artists in our country. And just like a big shout out and thank you to all the ladies that came to the festival, enjoyed gave their time um, and gave great performances. Everyone was amazing. Um, yeah, it was beautiful, very special. That's amazing. Now, obviously two years later, you come back into the scene like, yo, I'm working on a project, right? Yes. What is the creation process for it? I mean, you said you completed the project last year, right? Mm. For Trouble in Paradise, what was the process like behind the making of the project? I feel like I'm just like, redundant in that question, eh? No, no, don't worry. So we're chatting, we're chatting. Yeah. Um, Trouble in Paradise is very difficult. Uh, I think because I was really like fighting myself and I, I had imposter, imposter syndrome. <laughs> What's that? Um, imposter syndrome is when you feel like you're somewhere where you shouldn't be. Oh, shit. So I felt like I'm not a real musician. Um, I'm an imposter, um, so I think that's why it took so long, I was trying to deal with that. Um, but eventually I was like, you know what, Sheik, you are where you are for a reason. Whether you believe it or not really isn't going to change um, the plans that God has for you. So sure. You can either roll with it or it's like, you know, a, I could never walk away from music even if I tried. Um, I know it's where I'm supposed to be. Um, so I had to get that into my head and that's the only thing that forced me to finish the project. I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and I thought everyone was going to hate it. And that's what made me more nervous, is fear of other people's opinion, faux po. Um, that's a new <laughs> word, faux po. Uh, faux po. Um, yeah, um, this did great. <laughs> so, I'm it happy. Landed. It landed, it landed. <laughs> now, it landed. I thought it wasn't gonna land. Why? Yo, I thought it wasn't gonna land. I mean, the features you had on the project, but there's only one. With Uno Rams, with Uno Rams. Uno Rams, Beatty, Luke Alive, three. Yeah, there's only three. Now, let's talk about your song, Song. Wedding song. What's that all about? Like <laughs> that thing. Okay, my, my singing voice is not a bit. Mm -hmm. Oh, cause um. Okay, I'm singing the wrong song. Yeah. Cause you, darling, you are. Which song is that? 
Oh, Diamonds mm-hmm. Do. Yeah. Diamonds as well. Are, yeah. yeah, Diamonds Do. What are those two all about? That song has been stuck in my head. That's why I'm like, okay, I need to ask. Diamonds Do is really about like realizing that you're worth you're worth more than diamonds, like, and you're at least worth a diamond. Um, and I feel like I just wanted to say that, like, give me, give me diamonds, like, give me diamonds, because that's what I'm worth. And I feel like in relationships, sometimes you get the bare minimum. And I wanted to write a song about realizing my worth and knowing that, like, I'm worth diamonds. Yeah. And diamonds everywhere. Diamond and wedding song? Girls. <laughs> wedding song. Yeah, um, got girls. I don't think. I, I don't know if maybe I was seeing wrong in the video times. Yeah, yeah. I was wearing girls in times. Yeah. Wedding song is the other side of love, mm-hmm. the good side, um, and just realizing that in every single lifetime, I would always choose the same person. And then tides or same okay, Before we continue to tides, what do you mean same person? Same soul. Same soul. So the yeah. same guy who's been with you throughout. So just like, I'll love you in every lifetime. So but? <laughs> no matter, if, if we come back to life, it'll still be you. That's fine. So is the guy currently present? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's always key to us. No, like he's not. He's not. But I believe that in every single lifetime, oh, I will always find him. So if I'm is a bad guy, and when, when I say which that guy, guy, the one from, you know which video I'm talking about. That guy. The one from my music video. The, that guy. Because I mean, maybe. remember the festival? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Huh? We'll never know, I guess. We'll never know. <laughs> now, what about the title of the project? What inspired Trouble in Paradise? So Joburg was initially a paradise for me. Okay. Fun place exciting um and then all of a sudden i i felt like you know you get to a space in your well you wouldn't know because you're very young but um you know you get to a space where it's like you've burned bridges with people you've fallen out with friends um you're an adult now you're no longer living the student life um and i feel like all of a sudden like my paradise is tainted um, and there's trouble. Um, but now there's, in my life, less trouble, more paradise. So I think trouble in paradise is just a phase. Oh, shit. And most of that phase is over, thank God. Damn, that's good. Now, core elements, because the song selection is crazy. The way each song is layered complements the next, complements the next. Now. What are the core elements that you're trying to inspire through each song? Because I feel like it's a beautiful way. I mean, selecting um, the what do you call selecting the the, so- the song is number one. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. Layering on, say, yo, okay, you know what? This song and this song and this song and this song and this song. Wait, what happened? Okay. Layering song by song by song by song by song by song, mm-hmm. right? It's a, it's a beautiful experience. Yeah, it's fun. But there has to be elements, core elements, because I feel like as you listen to the album, right, the elements would slightly change. Now the sound as well would be slightly mm. different. 
you move from okay, I'm in love, right? I'm broke, like I'm heartbroken. Yeah. Now I'm in love. Yeah. And it's something else I'm free. Yeah. What are the core elements? Tick tick. To the how project. did you know that? Hey man, just how, how I, I I I listen to budgets and tips. That's the thing. Hectic. That's exactly it. What you like? I swear. What the fuck? I swear. <laughs> That's literally it. Yeah, I swear. You, you, you said everything. Shit. Starts off being heartbroken, then being in love again, and then realizing that you're free. Shit. That's crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. Did you read that somewhere? Nah, I didn't. Oh. Funny thing, I never even bumped up into an article that was related to that. Okay. Like, it was more or less, I thought, okay, you know what? Each and every project that's released, has core elements. It's impossible for an artist to release a project without any core elements into it. There's always something they're trying to push out, a message they're trying to push out through the art piece. Come on. You feel me? So core elements are always important. I feel you. I feel you know, they're always going to be there. Those are going to be there. Now, I mean, when we're in 2020, COVID has just hit don't know how we're going to do things. Studio time. Get into the studio. And that's if obviously you, you know someone that knows someone that, you know, can take you to, you know. But the process of making the project during COVID, how did COVID kind of impact how you collaborate with artists? Because, hmm. I mean, I understand most songs is like solo. And then yeah. there's like three with like, the, now with those three. And I'm sure when Correspondence, dude. Okay. Yeah, we work by correspondence. Is that a nap? I'm <laughs> 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 just kidding. Hectic. That's an English word, my friend. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, that was funny. Um, yeah, people record their verses in their home studios, send it to me. We rock. As simple as that. So there's no delays, no setbacks in between. A million okay. delays. Oh, but when it's ready, it's ready. True. You know? So. Yeah. Now, obviously, with that being said, there's always people behind the project, like people who don't get the limelight. Mm-hmm. Who are those people? The people who assisted with making the project what it is. Um, like mixing, mastering to producers of the beats, goof, the writers. Goofy. I- I'm not goofy. Okay. Um, that's, that was my producer for like both the past two albums. Um, oh, yeah. He's amazing, super great producer. Um, and we just like, like, he's just the best, honestly. Uh, we just did most of the songs together. Um, mixed and mastered by uh, Lucci. Um, he mixed and mastered Rose Gold. Shout out so um, he was definitely going to do this one. Lucci is a music nerd from KZM. Love you, Lou. Um, and Manana and the Noble Boys. They helped uh, write questions, and I love it here with me. Ooh. First time I had other writers um, on a project. Fire. Great idea. Um, if you can collaborate, do it. Um, it only makes the songs better. I mean, the song, I love it here. It's, yeah. It's a different type of song, because I mean, you listen to certain projects, when people say, I'm doing pop, I'm doing R&B, it's just similar. But you're like, any experiment with sound. And how beautiful. That's the Noble Boys. They're actually in LA at the moment. What? Shout out to them. Um, gone people, eh? <laughs> they're gone, dude. They're gone. They're gone. They're gone. Um, Manana also, like, wow. What a writer. What a singer. What an artist. Um, 
And then everyone also helps on the project. Like shout out to you guys, Luke, Scales uh, on the intro, not safe. Um, yeah, I can't remember everyone's name. It's not personal. You know, I love you. But shout out to them. But shout out to them. Because I mean, I felt like you know, in most interviews, when you you watch that are done with artists, I understand the core focus is the artist. But also the people behind the thing, people who get the, you know what I mean? Yeah, I couldn't have made that album without any of those people. I can't do it by myself. Shit. So at times, like, it feels like Shekinah is not just me, it's a whole lot of other people. It's a team. Yeah. Damn. Now, there's someone out there who's admiring to become um, a singer and reach your level on the peak right now. What advice would you give to them? As a, a songwriter aspect and singer aspect as well. As a songwriter, I'd say try and write a song every day. Um, yeah, just try and write a song every day. Um, as an artist, believe in yourself um, and don't have fear of what other people think of you. Just, yeah, just go with your gut. If it's what you want to do, then we trust that. If you trust that. Now let's talk about the UCT online high school theme song. Yes, I see you. <laughs> we see James UCT. Um, that's dope. Uh, that was cool. I don't know come about. I don't have that opportunity come about. Good luck. Do you guys know Good Luck? Good luck. Yeah, the band. No, I've heard They're of it. They're legendary. I've heard of it once. On an article. An article. No. When was it really? Yes. These kids. Guys, I'm a blanker, guys. But basically, good luck. Um, commissioned myself, youngster, and Musaki. Uh, we wrote we wrote a school song. So cool. I love doing weird things like that. <laughs> now, I mean, now, as I said. I was speaking about COVID, right? Mm-hmm. I hate those COVID questions to a certain extent. You know why I say I hate them? Because number one, we all understand the pressure we felt during COVID. Yeah. But in terms of your relationship with your loved ones, yes. how did that kind of like impact you? And did at some point or to a certain extent also affect your health? My health? Mm-hmm. No. Like my being at home, I mean... Oh, my mental being at home. health. Yeah, considering being at home. Or oh, I mean, my like, physical health. No, mental health. Because oh. being at home can be depressing. I so see. So it's anxiety. No, I'm a hermit. I was very happy. At what? Yeah. That's fine, bruh. But COVID was dope because it forced me to go home. It forced me to be in Durban. Um, one, by choice. And two, I needed to leave my apartment and save money. So I left my apartment. I moved in with my sister. You moved out. Draft, guys. <laughs> but but, then, I, but then, I then I bought a house. Then I bought a house. Then I bought a house. Then I was saving. Oh, you finally bought a house. Yes. Shout, shout out. out. Um, but I had to go back home and just make different decisions. Oh, you bought a house aside? Yes, I did. Okay, I thought you told me. No, I But it was really cool because going home helped me realize that I'd spent so much time in Joburg, so much time in Cape Town, that I didn't know what was happening in my own city and what was going on. 
Um, so I literally spent the whole of 2021 like just having a really good time in Durban. Um, and now I'm happy I won't do that to myself again. I won't forget where home is again. Mm. Um, and I think COVID helped me re remember where home is. Where home is. Oh, and sure. like, I appreciate that. Now, speaking of home, Durban, right? Yeah. I like touching on this one. Sketchy Bongo. How did that go on about? Sketchy Bongo? I mean, the brew just disappeared off the surface of the earth. You saying it disappeared? Yeah, just like in terms of production. Like he oh. literally moved from like making music. I understand now like he's now corporate. Now yeah. he's, he's in corporate now, but he moved from like, yo, you know, sketchy bongo. Every single time he drops single is always getting radio play. Right. So like think how did that relationship even come about? I met Sketchy through Carl Dage. Um, who I met on Idols. So that, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm fucking around right now. I know conversations. I think Kyle, it's Kyle Dutch. Kyle this guy's playing with you. <laughs> Don't joke on your name. Um, Much love. Um, yeah, I met, I met Sketchy and Kyle. Okay. And that was just the most amazing experience. And A1 Wolf um, and Gemini Major. That's where I met Jim. Jim dropped, guys. Um, that was the best. It was it was such a great time, and I didn't I'd never been to like studio before, oh, which is why I was like just like word vomit and making songs because I was excited to be to have access to a mic, beats, producer, and me and Sketchy would just be like, go, okay, when, record. When is this? Go. Um, 2014, first year or second year? I can't remember. It's been so long. And long. <laughs> Like, I think eight years. Yes, yes. Eight Shit. years. Yeah, it's been eight years. I, I mean, feel like I've been out of high school for 11 years. Shit. Man, it's been like eight years. Eight? No, but you said your f if your first year was in 2014, right? Then it mm. means it's been nine years. It's been fucking nine years, yeah. It's been I a also, lot. I took a gap year. You took a gap year? Mm. Fuck, so it is ten years, dude. Yeah. Shit. And how's the gap year like? Gap year <laughs> was bad, yo, I was down bad. How? I mean, you were um, living with your parents, weren't you? No, I wasn't. I moved to Joburg. Oh, shit. I was shit. living by myself. Mm. Shit. <laughs> Who was funding that? Yeah. Who was? Who was funding? Funding that. Mm. I was funding that. How? Because I had gigs from Idol. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But mm. then they stopped. So that's when, that's why, like, things got awkward. Shit. Yeah. Things yeah. got awkward. Damn, now back to the sketchy bonus story. Back to sketchy. Mm -hmm. um, How did the relationship evolve? Saying? How did the relationship evolve? Oh, I'm saying 2014, you started working. We just started making music. I just, he had a, um, an art building, okay. and that's where his studio was. What's an art building? What's oh, an art building? Back room. Oh. Back room. Back room, yeah. And in the back room, he had a studio, and we just like make music all the time. And that's when we wrote Back to the Beach and Let You Know. Um, what else did we do? We did Into the Jungle together for Rose Gold. Okay. Um, and Into the Jungle, yeah. In, yeah. He's Indian, right? Because none, none of us have seen him. Oh, yeah, yeah, he oh, is. It's fire, it's fire. Yes. Now, what, I mean, now it's 2022. You mm. kind of like, okay. I mean, you went quiet for a bit of time, right? Yeah. Obviously, to focus on your health and then focus on building world's face. And then after that, you went quiet again. 
to focus on making the project, to focus on making the project, of course, right? So that you could fully finish the project. Because you, as you said, you don't want to rush. Because um, mm. I mean, I'm sure fans are like, yo, where's the, where's the project? Where's the music? Where's the music? Where's the music? Yeah, yeah, in your yeah. DMs or flooding your DMs. Um, and then as you as time went on, I'm like, practically I'm just summarizing what you said in a way, right? As time went on, you started thinking then you dropped everything. Now, how do you then handle when people reach out for features and all that stuff via DMs? Or fans in general, do you respond? Or people asking for advice? I don't think I'm good at responding, but sometimes I see things that I know I have to respond to. Okay. If somebody's saying they're sad or they're not doing well, I always respond to that. Um, I respond to a lot of things. I listen to people's music. Um, I feel like I would never have found suited if I didn't open it, a random DM and email. So I would never not do that because you never know who's contacting you. Do you sure. know what I mean? Um, I've had th- those experiences in so many things. It's like, I'd roast this as well. Um, Sibu Mabena was like, we need to have Durban Kogo on the lineup. And I was like, who's that? I didn't know. Do you know what I mean? And she can't, and, and La Soul. I didn't know who La Soul was. And they rocked the festival. Like, La Soul killed her show in Durban, and um, Durban Kogo killed her show in Joburg and Durban. She came to both. Um, so, you, like, you never ignore anything, you know what I mean? Because you know what it's like to be ignored. Sure. When you're on the come up. So sure, it's painful. It's very, very heartless. Just respond, but at least rather say no. No, I do respond. I do respond to a lot of things. Yeah. Now, moving over, 2022, we're here. What can you expect from your brand? Because you said your brand is more or less like team. Like what, can yes. we, what can we expect from the Shekinah brand? So, we bought a studio. What? Um, yes, you have to come. Crazy. Are you going to come? I'll definitely pull through. Yeah. If you invite me, I mean... I'm going to invite you for sure. I need to pull through. We bought a studio. Um, we now have a space. Sure. Um, for your brand. For your, your, your label as well. Not for my label. Um, it's open to everyone. Anyone oh, can use it. Fuck. Come use the studio. We have a live room. Can make some noise. Obviously, the coins have to align, right? The yeah. coins have to align, but I mean, <laughs> come on, man. Do you even have to say that? Yeah, true. Don't just come down. Come pay to jab. Um, yeah, so we bought a studio. I'm super excited to launch that um, at the end of the year. Um, yeah. Yeah, but the studio is up and running. I just want to relaunch it. Oh, I see. Because um, it's an already established studio. Oh, I so see. So there's change of ownership. Um, oh, because you bought it. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Thank you. The coins are aligning. Coins are aligning. Trying to align. Um, have you been good with finance? No. no look, look at this. I but like I haven't been buying cars. Hmm? No offense to anyone that's buying cars. But like, I haven't been buying cars or like. What have you been investing into? My festival, um, my music, making sure people around me are paid. Fire. That's the thing that the things that I invest in. Um, but other than that, we do, we're trying to do some really cool curated shows this year. That's crazy. Um, At the studios. No. Oh, just. <laughs> but just. We're doing a lot this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, just follow me on social media, at Shekinah D. Follow the website. Play the games. There's games on my website. 
Um, there's lots happening. You should think of it as Shekinah HD, but now that you I said know, everyone says Dana. HD, but it's Shekinah D. Oh, because of the sun. Yeah. Mm, now we can, those that don't know you per se, mm. and it's their first time per se watching this episode or listening to this, where can they find you in your work? Uh, you can find my work on all music platforms, on Spotify, um, Apple Music, Deezer, um, Jukes, you know the guys. Um, and you can follow me on social media at Shekinah D or ShekinahD.com. And yeah, I hope you like what you find. I thank you guys so much for joining us. This was a lovely episode. Um, yeah, <laughs> thank you guys so much. Much love. Till next time.